You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Well, welcome back. This is episode number 102 of Leading and Learning, and today we're doing part three of our three-part series, and we're talking about the three P's of building a great local church. And as we mentioned, these three P's, um, people, process, and product, uh, have been made famous by Marcus Limon, his great TV show, um, The Prophet. And if you haven't seen The Prophet, I encourage you to watch it. It's, it's, a, it's a great show. It's very insightful. He, he goes into businesses that are having problems or businesses that are having um, serious issues, failing businesses, and he evaluates the business in light of these three P's the people, the the process, and then the product. And, you know, these three things, he didn't invent them, but he made it famous. But these three Ps also work well when you take a look at your church. If you want to do better, if you want to grow, if you want to go to new levels, I would say look at every area of your church through these three Ps, the people, the process, and, of course, today we're talking about the product. And if you don't like the three Ps, then use the three S's your staff, your systems, and then today we'd be talking about the services. What do you offer? So when we talk about the P, the product, um, let's ask the question, what is our product? What do we as a church have to offer? And just saying, well, we, we have great meetings. No, that's not enough. That's, that's not going to cut it. What are we offering to people? What are we offering to our community? What is it? What's our product? What are we selling, if you will? What are we giving? You know, and I think this is where it's important to have a mission statement or a value statement or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've seen some churches say, you know, connection with God and connection with people. Okay, I mean, that's that kind of narrows it down a bit. Uh, my home church at C3, at C3 Church in Atlanta, um, they've made it real simple. Decisions and discipleship. In other words, they're encouraging people that are coming into church that don't have a relationship with God to make a decision to follow Christ, make a decision to become a Christian. And then the second part of that, the second D is discipleship. How do I grow as a Christian? What does that involve? And of course, we know that um, means um, getting plugged in. It means learning the disciplines and, 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 and learning to serve and, and learning to, to build a relationship with other people, build a relationship with Christ and grow as a Christian. So decisions and discipleship. Another product, something else that churches offer is, you know, we offer hope. I mean, this should be one of our primary offerings. This should be one of our primary products is hope. When people come into our churches... So many people come in discouraged and beat up and in bad situations. In fact, we know if you're in church leadership, you know that often it's a crisis that gets people coming to church to begin with. And so we want to give people hope. 
And then another thing we want to look at when we're talking about our product is, how do we package it? You know, packaging is a big deal. If you've got a business where you sell a, a tangible physical product, you know that, that you probably thought long and hard about how you were going to package that product because how's it going to sell? How's it going to sell? How is this packaging going to help you sell? Well, what about us? How do we package our product? You know, if, if we're honest, every church, every Christian church should be offering the same basic things. I mean, you go to pretty much any church in the world, they're going to sing, they're going to read, they're going to pray, they're probably going to take an offering, there's probably going to be a sermon, there's probably going to be another prayer, and then you go home. So if that's the case, if we're all offering similar, similar things, why are some churches more successful than others? Why are some churches growing and other churches dying? Why are some churches exploding and other churches can't break through the hundred barrier? What is it? How are we presenting our message? How are we packaging it? I think in, our, in, a, in a real situation, in real terms, this is one reason why some churches tr- struggle is because of the way they're packaging their message. If we're packaging our message in the packaging that they used 50 years ago or even 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, people probably aren't buying. We can't package our message in in methods and in, in, in ways and the things they did 100 years ago or 50 years ago or 20 years ago, it's not going to work. People are looking for something modern. They're looking for something that's fresh. Look, we know. We, I'm a theologian. We know the message doesn't change. The message has stayed the same for 2,000 years. The message of Jesus Christ, the gospel that, that saves us, has not changed and will not change. But how we package that message, how we present that message, is going to be one of the determining factors on how well people respond and accept our product. Now we've still got several other thoughts to talk about in, in, in looking at our product and, and sharing it, but I want to remind you this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Reflections on the Resurrection. Listen, Easter is coming up soon. And I encourage you, maybe this year, prepare yourself for Easter in a way you haven't before. You know, Easter is one of those holidays that, you know, okay, we know it's coming, we know it's coming. And if you're a pastor, of course, you're planning for that big Sunday because Easter is such a big Sunday in church. But maybe if we took a little bit more time and prepared our hearts, we might experience Easter in a fresh way. I wrote Reflections on the Resurrection to be... Um, a meditational type book. You can read it. It's going to really be um, refreshing as you reflect on the resurrection. But it's also educational and apologetic. It's the kind of book that if you've got somebody that's in your world that's a doubter, somebody that doesn't really believe, I think this book that will really be able to help them. So check out Reflections on the Resurrection. There'll be a link in the show notes. You can read the first chapter or two for free, kind of get an idea if you'd like it or not. But this would be such a great primer to get you ready for Easter this year. Well, all right, we're talking about the third P of building a great church. We've talked about, you know, ask the question, what is our product? We've talked about how we present, how we package our product. You know, and then I want to just throw one more thing out as we're, we're, we're thinking about, you know, how can we 
present our product better? How can we really understand what our product is? And I think this is one of the things that churches forget is part of what we're doing is when we're helping people connect with our church, we want people to find their tribe. We want people to find their family. You know, sometimes people come into our churches and they just don't fit in. Now, listen, we, there's place for everybody. And we always want people to feel welcome. But sometimes people come and they don't fit in. And that's okay. We feel guilty when they leave. Oh, I wish there was something else I could do. And then other times people come in and they walk through the doors and they go, oh my gosh, this is home. That's normal. And we shouldn't feel bad about that. We want people to find their tribe. Listen, there's a Baptist tribe. There's an Assemblies of God tribe. There's a Church of God tribe. There's a Methodist tribe. There's a Presbyterian tribe. Help people find their tribe when they come into your church. We want people to come in and connect with our family and feel like they're part of the family. And then the last thing we'll talk about as we look at our product is regular self-evaluation. You know, you as a pastor, as a leader, as part of the team, you need to regularly take a look at how you're doing. How are the services? Are people engaging in worship? Or are they just put standing there with their hands in their pockets? And you say, well, well, our people aren't expressive. Well, listen, we got to teach them to be expressive because if the entire church is not engaging, we've got a problem. We want to help people engage. We want people participating. Because if people are part of the family, if they're there, if they found their tribe, they're going to want to engage. Are the sermons having an impact? You say, well, I don't know. Well, are people coming up to you and saying, that really impacted me? Are people sending you emails and telling you, not criticizing you, and of course you're going to get those too, but are you getting the emails and the messages and people coming up and say, listen, that really made, I was going through this and that message helped me get, get, get over this hurdle. Thank you. Are people coming to Christ? You know, I think this is really one of the measures of success in any church is, are people coming to Christ on a regular basis? And this kind of leads to the next thing is, are our members inviting their friends to church? Because listen, pastor, it's not your job to go out and bring lost people in. Of course you should be leading by example. But you're only one man. You can only do so much. Your people, your members need to be bringing their lost friends to church. And if they're not, why not? Are they embarrassed? Are they uncomfortable because of the church services? Are the sermons too long? If you preach for an hour and a half, I don't think I'd invite my friends to your church either. Are the sermons boring? Is the worship bad? Do you spend too much time talking about money? You've got to be ruthless, pastor. You've got to, leaders, you've got to look at yourself and say, look, what can I do different to, to present the message, to present the product that we're presenting to the world? What can I do differently to make it better? So why are people inviting people, friends to your church? Or why are they not inviting friends to your church? And this is another one. After church, do people run for the door or do they stick around? You know, the First, the 15 minutes before church and the 15 minutes after church are so important for you as a pastor because those are going to be the times when you're going to be connecting with people and talking to people and, you know, meeting new people and just, you know, having conversations with people. So important. And, you know, the best sound in the world is the buzz after a great church service where people are in no rush to leave. They're hanging out. They're talking. The buzz is in the air. You can hear the talking. But if people are running from the door, running for the door every Sunday, then you got a problem. Something's wrong. 
And you've got to look at this. How are your connect groups doing? Are they growing? Are they thriving? Are you expanding? Are you adding people? What percentage of your church is involved in connect groups? This is so important. In the connect groups, and pastor, you need to be visiting them. I would say, you know, have a schedule where, you know, once or twice a year you try to get to each connect group. Um, You know, you don't need to go every time, but you need to go occasionally and just check in and see how they're doing. Um, But when you're there, are the people laughing? Are they having a good time? Is there a sense of the Holy Spirit's presence in your connect groups? And is there a sense of the Holy Spirit in your church? Because these things that we've talked about today, these, these thoughts, these questions, this is going to give you an idea of how your product is being received. And again, if you don't like the word product, no problem. Use services, whatever you want to use. But listen, these three P's will help you build your church. Our people, our process, and our product. Evaluate your church in each of these three areas and see what you can do to change. And if you need some help, feel free to reach out to me. This is what I'm doing. I'd love to help you. So my my email address is david at davidspell.com. I'm easy to get in touch with. Let's talk. Maybe we can work something out. Um, Listen, friends, I'm so happy you're with us. Go to davidspell.com. If this has been helpful to you, let me know. davidspell.com. Leave a question or comment in the comment section for for today's post. Um, Make sure while you're there, while you're at davidspell.com, subscribe to get my blog. I send out three blog posts a week, and I'd love to stay connected with you. And if you sign up, you'll get my free newsletter that's full of um, other leadership tips, church growth tips. Um, it'll, It'll be a blessing to you, I promise. And also, you'll be the first to know of new projects that I'm involved in. I've got some cool stuff coming up, and I know you're going to want to hear about it. Well, thanks for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.